Albanian blood. Welcome everyone to another episode of Mafia Truths with John A. Light. I'm Felix Levine to my right. John A. Light. And before we get into it today, a quick reminder to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't done so already and subscribe to our Patreon. Everything goes up on the Patreon early. You get bonus content and the ability to ask John personalized Q&As on our monthly Q&A. So go check that out right now. So today you were telling me actually a crazy story um, of a guy you were were in jail with who is basically a domestic terrorist, if you will, uh, a man named Brian Venus. I'll let you tell that story and then uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, so when I'm getting booked in and uh, processed around MCC, I meet a guy and... You know, he says hello to me. I don't know who he is. This is when? Oh, this is maybe uh, 10 years ago, okay. 12 years ago. And uh, I don't know who he is. And he's uh, like a guy that follows me. So I don't know what word you'd use for that, a fan or obsessed. or I don't know because, you know, he's a criminal. I don't know what he's there for. And he starts getting friendly with me, and the guy tells me, you know who this is? I said, no. He says, this guy was uh, raised in Long Island. And uh, he was involved in trying to structure uh, a bomb on the Long Island Railroad. But the funny thing after I find this out, his father, I believe, was an engineer and his mother was, you know, normal, decent people. Uh, They used to ride that train. So you're actually believe that you want to blow up a train that possibly your own parents could be on. So this is so what's wrong with the guy? mind's ticking wrong, right? Hey, everybody, I have a new sponsor, Dina Luzzi, with the new energy drink. Actually, everybody knows I'm full of energy. I'm always moving around. People want to know how. Take a blast. Dino's new stuff. Felix, take it. Need a blast? Get a blast. These great-tasting drinks are Italian-made. Go check the link in our bio today to get a case of Dino Luzzi right now. And, you know, but... You know, he's not the first terrorist I was in jail with. I was in jail with a guy named Muhammad Baba. He grew up in Richmond Hill in my neighborhood, uh, went to Richmond Hill High School, was a Met fan, and I used to tease him. And I says, you're a Met fan? Uh, he's from Afghanistan. I says, you don't have a Mets in Afghanistan? What are you doing here? If you don't like this country, I never understand this because I really want to get in the mindset of a terrorist because if you don't like it here and you want to change things so bad, why not just hop on a plane and leave here? Why are you living here? Why are you following the New York Mets? So that was Mohammed Baba. But there was another guy, Zazi, from uh, Denver, uh, Denver, excuse me, who I believe was a little more not an extremist. His father pushed him into the, uh, this thing of terrorism. I, I think somewhere on the line, I don't know why I have that feeling. Uh, as I got to know these guys a little bit, we're all locked up and, you know, we're on, either you're locked up on the ninth floor or 10th floor, they're locked down units. Uh, or you're uh, later on, if you're, if you're talking with the government, you're on another unit. And uh, so I see these guys a little bit, and I start trying to study them, because I'm trying to understand. Like, you know, mob guys, we're in this life for money. There's an objective. The terrorists are in this jo- uh, life for hatred only, and they want to blow things up and kill people. So as I get to know Venice, I don't like them. I know what he's there for. I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to be friendly with him. And uh, he keeps trying to talk to me. So eventually I let him know, stay away from me. I said, I don't want to hurt you. And uh, he doesn't stay away. And he's talking a lot about different things of terrorism. And he tells me, you know, I went to 
Al-Qaeda. I dressed as a female. I wore the burqa. And I said to him, you're a fraud. You're a fake Muslim. I'm Muslim. My family's Muslim. I'm from Albania. We don't have that extreme view of religion like a lot of countries do. You know, people, I think, are under the belief that if you're Muslim, you're a terrorist. And I think that's because there's not enough uh, people out that are either from any uh, sector of religion that are talking about most people are gentle. And when you talk about religion, you talk about love and you talk about Allah and you talk about God. You don't, you're not an extremist that believes in killing off a of religion. I mean, so I think that's the, the point of some of the religious leaders that don't pass this enough or talk about it enough in public. And I'm no longer Muslim. I was born into Muslim. My family never really followed it. Like most Albanians, they, are, they may be a, a, a religious sect, but they don't really follow it. They're not at all Catholic or Christian or Muslim. It's just they never fought over religion in our country. So when I meet uh, Bryant, uh, he's telling me stories of how he dressed and how he shot a rocket at our, at our troops. So I hated him. And you guys, everybody knows uh, I'm on shows. Uh, I got your six with my good friend, Brian Basho. I talk about uh, uh, the love for this country, the American flag, the belief of this country. Uh, I'm a really pro, pro-American, I guess, more over so than others. I talk about war heroes over the years. So I really dislike this guy. And one day we get into a confrontation and I beat him up. And he accuses me of trying to kill him in the unit. And he's showing fingerprints and marks on his neck. And he's saying, I did that. And I went to solitary confinement for a while and they found me not guilty. I was released, uh, coincidentally, on 9-11. I was released, found not guilty of trying to kill him or, or do anything. 9-11-2001? No. This is way yes, later. Way, okay. Yeah, but yeah, on, on, the, on the day now. On the day Okay. Now, I don't know. It was just a coincidence that I was released on that day. And uh, he tried to pursue the fact that I was trying to kill him. But the point is when a guy is shooting rockets at our troops and trying to hurt people in this country for absolutely nothing but hatred and insecurity is the reason why I... Detested him. I hated him. And, you know, I didn't want to bother with him. He kept pursuing bothering me. Even though I was a criminal, a killer, I'm a patriot at heart. I love America. Now, what's it like? I mean, because you're in a jail, I'd imagine you're in a jail with a whole set of people. The terrorists got to be a, a special breed of human being. I mean, was there something that you noticed that was similar amongst those three that you, you just listed? of maybe the way they act or the way they communicated or, I mean, you could tell obviously something's off if you're a terrorist. So I don't know if you noticed anything similar amongst, you know, those terrorists. Well, Zazi was a, a little more of a tougher guy. He had a hard exterior. He didn't want to be friendly with anybody. Uh, and, and there was something about him that I thought was genuine, like he had a heart and he was a nice guy. As I find out and I try to research him because I was curious about the guy, I found that his father was trying to manipulate him. How do you find that out? What do you mean research? Reading about him and, and when I got out, I, not okay. while I was in, when I get out. And I'm curious about exactly what happened with him. And I was trying to get information on his case because I seen something different in him. And with Brian Venus, I seen something completely different. I seen just an insecure guy that never fit in anywhere it looked like. Right. 
And then with Muhammad Baba, he was involved in the more of the, the train that the train that got blown up in London where a hundred something people died. Oh. He was involved in more of the public relations of that. Uh, he wasn't a hands-on guy as far as, but he's in conspiracy with them. And uh, him, he was a little different. He was very strange. He had, uh, he'd wash his hand 200 times a day. And the thing that bothered me is when they were praying, and, you know, again, I'm coming from my first cousin is Muslim, very gentle, loving. Uh, my, you know, people know I talk about Enderita all the time. He's with me when I travel. And he's not an extremist by far. And a lot of my family's members are, are Muslim, that, and some are Catholic and Protestant, but the ones that are Muslim I'm going to talk about are very gentle and loving. They don't talk this hatred. So when, these, when I'm hearing these guys talk... They're not Muslim, just to be clear. I mean, if they're, if they're preaching that hatred, they're not Muslim, because Islam is, one of you know, like every other religion, one of the most peaceful religions it's, it's in, a peaceful, in the world. And it, this is the problem, I think, with religious leaders. They don't talk about it enough. Maybe. That, you know, and Albanians are very... As men, we're a very aggressive country. As you know, they they like to hunt, they like to play with guns, they like this. But they're very loving family members. So with Albanians, I understand our culture. So if you have a gun, that's oh, he's a killer. I mean, in my instant, without joking, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I was, but I'm not the average Albanian. The average Albanian is shooting animals and going hunting legitimately and. You know, they're protecting their family or, you know, you got to remember our country's been suppressed since the Ottoman days, since Turkey took us over, since we're having disagreements, uh, through, you know, the Kosovo-Serbian war. So we're used to being suppressed. We're used to being pressured, but we're also a loving country. When the Jews were being butchered by the Germans and Hitler, they, had, they found a safe haven in Albania. And so we're a very giving country. So when I seen this, these guys talking and praying and still almost extremist to me and when I because I'm watching them they're living with me doesn't sit right. so it didn't sit right with me did you ever ask them why they did what they did yeah I always abused what, them. what do they say listen I was I, I, I abused them all the time for yeah, but what do they say like how do they I, there's always an it? excuse like you know like they would talk about they would have their kids carrying bombs they don't care you know they, and, you know how much is true and how much are they boostering boistering or you know reality I don't know uh, I just abuse them about not being a true Muslim like I am. You know, my family's true Muslims from heritage. So I told them, you just don't even know the Quran. You just don't even know what you're saying. And, you know, I didn't want to get into these conversations too much, but now when I step back and, I, and I'm involved in going to a lot of organizations for our United States veterans, and, you know, I believe they should get a lot more than they get uh, mental, mental health-wise and, and job uh, you know, ability to give them jobs and housing. And, and, you know, I'm not happy when I see these COVID bills and 90% go out of the country and not to our people and not to the inner cities. Um, you know, you guys know I'm very outspoken about this stuff because I think that we need to take care of our inner cities first, our veterans, the people that risk their lives for us. But when I get into these guys, I think they're another animal. And that's why when I do shows with, I do a lot of the, 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 the shows of I Got, you know, I Got Your Six with Brian Basho or, or we just had uh, Casey on or, you know, it was a, a woman veteran or some of the other shows I did with Special Force guys. You know, I'm very pro-American. And now there's another case that I just read up on and I sent to somebody and I happen to know the family. They're Albanian, they're Muslim, and Barim Duka. Went to school with my kids since he's a kid, so I know him since he's a kid. You know, I know him. I know his family. And they were convicted, his three brothers, of terrorism 
in uh, a plot to uh, attack uh, the uh, base in uh, New Jersey, um, Fort Dix. I, a pro-American, I, a guy that takes up for veterans, I'm the guy that was accused of trying to kill a terrorist. So I'm the last guy that would actually say, maybe we got this one wrong. Uh, uh, Chris Christie was the governor, the ex-governor was the prosecutor on this case. All I'm saying is, uh, I know these people, and I'm an extreme guy for America. I love this country. Everybody sees I wear the Albanian flag, and I wear the American flag constantly. Uh, and somebody just gave me a gift that I wore an Albanian flag that says, this is my blood, and on the other side of it, it's the American flag that said, this is my country. And I believe in and I love the people that support this country more than anybody. All I'm saying is when sometimes everybody's not perfect, maybe they got this one wrong. Take a look at it again. And you're not because I know the family, but because I know the family. In other words, I'm not being prejudiced because if, they, if I believe they were terrorists, I'd be the first guy to go against them because of the love I have for this country. All I'm saying is I know the mentality of Albanians. I know this family personally. And I think someone needs to take a look at it and say, hey, maybe we got this wrong. And the three brothers that were locked up and they got life sentences, and this is the sad part, their father died a couple of years ago. So he, he died seeing all three of his sons in prison for life and only one son at home taking care of everybody now. And he's a hardworking kid. He's very polite. He's a nice kid. Now, maybe there's something else in this case I don't see. Because I didn't see the whole case, but I seen a lot of it, and I see uh, a travesty of justice. And, and maybe I'm wrong, but all I'm saying is we should look at it again. And people will say because they're Albanian, I'm saying this, and that it's not true because I love this country first. And there's no way I would protect anybody that I thought was trying to hurt people in this country. Hey everybody, uh, get your tickets from my guy. Forget the hubs, forget the masters. I'll read you something. Any kind of event you want to get a ticket from. Go see my guy. He'll get you the right prices. Tommy Tickets. Tommy Tickets, the world is opening and events are happening. When you need tickets to the big game, Broadway play, concert, call my guy to get the lowest prices. The best seats in the house. If you don't get them, I'll get them for you. Contact me. Tommy Tickets. Yankees, the Mets, the Knicks, the Rangers, the Islanders, and more. He has them all. Call my guy, Tommy Tickets. 631-213. 7675 and use the code Mafia Truth to get the absolute lowest prices of all tickets. If you need help, contact us. We'll get you those tickets. Don't pay the hubs and the masses. Don't be a fool. Don't be a sucker. Fair enough. Um, can I can I ask you a couple more questions though about sure. being in jail with terrorists? Because that I think is fascinating from from every angle to know that you you know that I can only imagine what that that jail looked like. For you, kind of going back to my question earlier, did they ever? Did you ever ask them, especially that Brian Venus guy, because he he seems a little bit more off even than the others. Um, like, do you know what his motive was? Do you ever? I mean, what's that like? Because just picturing it from the outside, you got to imagine we're we're hearing former hitman is here with you know a domestic terrorist, uh, and that dynamic must have been pretty interesting. Um, you know, does he tell you why he did what he did or why he wanted to do what he? You know, well, you know what? I want to tell you one thing. I'll tell yeah. you, you know, for you guys out there listening, I believe it was a four-part series, but it was a definitely at least two. CNN did a series on this about guy. this. Okay, about this guy specifically. Okay, 
And for, here's one of the things I, I didn't buy. He said he went there dressed as a woman in a burke so he can get close to them. Took the chance to risk his life. They'll chop his head off, right? Because he lives in America. He goes there with to no, no connection. Uh, where, I think where, it was Afghanistan he think... went to, and he, he's Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda. But that's not the part that really triggers me. He says he shot a rocket at our, our men, our Marines, our, our forces. This part is the part where I couldn't stand him, right? Because there's people in our right. country that are going no, I understand. To, to, whether people believe in that war or mm -hmm. not, he's taking a, a rocket and he's shooting it at friends of mine like Brian and Lance, and so I hated him. And he says it was a dud. I don't believe him. How does he know it's a dud? There's rockets, there's gunfire, this and that. So that's the first thing I just seen. I just, anything about him, mm -hmm. I just told him right, I didn't right, right. like him. I just thought he was full of shit about everything. So uh, to be in there with these guys is infuriating, without a doubt. Right. And, uh, and not having that space and then watching them pray on a constant basis. Mm -hmm. And legally in this country, you can't stop them from praying. And I just, my belief was he was praying with the, uh, the, uh, the ability to, here he gets free, he'll do it again. Right. Now again, I don't know him personally, personally, maybe I'm wrong, but that's just my own personal opinion of how I looked at the guy. Zazi, I looked at him different. I looked at him a guy that was forced into a situation as a child that was abused by his father that forced him into that situation. I think he had a change of heart. And Muhammad Baba was not a violent guy, a little weird and quirky. Boy, when you say weird and quirky, like, what are they like? Yes, he's very weird and, uh, you know, just everything about him. Do just they, like, weird. make eye contact with you? Do they... No, he joke a lot. He tried to joke. He tried to joke a lot. He tried to talk. He tried to watch sports. But at the same time, you're still having a conversation saying you would be okay with your kid doing that. Yeah, it's so strange. It's strange. And, you know, you don't want to have too many conversations with them because you don't want to be bothered with them. Right. So you don't really have too many where you can really feel them out and sit with them because you're not going to sit with them. I don't know too many guys that want to sit with them. Right. You're already sick to your stomach as it is that, that you're not doing what you would do on the street. Because if you ran into them in the street, we're on the street, you chopped their heads off. So they rubbed you wrong, more wrongly than, like, other inmates, per se. Like, Yeah, I mean, listen, if you're in jail with jail, you know, you know, people have the tendency in jail, that's why they get hurt, to do the wrong thing and try to be everybody's friend. We're not at school. You just go do your time, you mind your business, you talk to one or two guys that are your friendly right. that you know maybe from the, the street or something, right. and that's it, and you don't bother with anybody. And when you start spreading your wings and you're talking to people and you be everybody's friend, that's when you get hurt. Who was the most violent guy you were in jail with? Uh, that was convicted of, like, the biggest crime or... I maybe... was in jail in Brazil with a, with a... And that was also a very famous case with a nurse. It's a guy. He's a big guy. And uh, actually, we used to pay him to give us illegal alcohol into our cell, and I didn't know who he was. And I told Klaus, my good friend, I said, what are you nuts? This guy killed everybody. How do we know he went poisoned poison uh, alcohol? Oh, so he, he was known for poisoning? He killed a hundred and something people in Brazil. I think it was 110. Through poison? Yeah, poison, needles, this, whatever. He was killing people left and right. Serial killed nut. He was just a nut. Just to, just to do it? Yeah, just There's to do no it. There's no reason? No, no rhyme or reason, no. Just kill him. And they didn't figure it out after like 50 of them or 10 of them or? I know, listen, how stupid we were. We're buying alcohol from <laughs> So, you know, we didn't figure it out either for a while. Actually, I think but, Klaus knew about it. I gotta <laughs> ask him that. I'm pretty sure he knew for a while. Wow. And I says, what are you, crazy? We got this guy giving us alcohol.
But he actually liked us because me and Klaus were famous. We were all over the news. And, you know, Klaus was on the run. I was on the run. So we were all over the news. You know, my article said King of New York, King of Crime in New York. Klaus has said the, uh, the Nordic King or something from, from uh, you know, Denmark and Sweden. And actually we're doing the, the, the weekly TV show now we're filming on his life. Wow. Well, we'll, we'll definitely have to get into more of that story uh, another time. But uh, thank you guys again for watching. Another quick reminder to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to our Patreon if you haven't done so already there. A quick reminder if you want to get some uh, custom signed bats by this guy over here, uh, hit me up on Instagram at Felix.Levine for a custom bat signed by John Alight. A lot of people have been hitting us up. So if you want to get on that. And uh, thank you all again, and thank you, John, for... Uh... Thank you, everybody. True John A. Light, if you look me up. And I got a new book coming out in six weeks with Lou Romano. Thank you, everybody. Beautiful. You've been watching Mafia Truths with John A. Light.